Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, or head on over to the podcast, Mark Narrations on Acast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you like. Search it up there, you're sure you will find it. And if not, let me know and I'll see what I can do. And let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from a throwaway account titled, My Girlfriend Left Me for Putting the Christmas Tree Up. I was single-handedly raised by my grandfather. He is like a father to me. He did his best to give me a normal childhood in an effort to try and make up for my father not being there. My grandfather loves Christmas. He always made sure that we had the best day ever. We weren't well off and most of his gifts were handmade. This made it even more special because he was very good at creating things from wood and they were fascinating. He taught me everything I know and I am so grateful for that. We would bake cookies and make delicious dinner from scratch and sit by the fire doing puzzles. We still live together and I am the one taking care of him now. My girlfriend stays with us and it has been a year of that now. My grandfather has been unwell for a while and he is only getting worse. The doctor does not think he will make it till the end of this year. I am very devastated and I feel like my whole world is falling apart, but I am trying not to show it. On a particularly bad day for him, my grandfather asked me, is it Christmas yet? And when I said no, he continued to tell me how he can't wait for it and how he will make me a bookshelf for all my books. He hasn't been able to make anything in years because of his arthritis. This conversation broke my heart and on a whim, I decided that we will have a Christmas in July. This did not go well with my girlfriend. She kept saying it was a waste of time and that it's weird to want to act like it's Christmas when it's not. When I insisted and put up the tree and decorations inside the house, she called me crazy and threatened to leave. She said my grandfather is not a child and even kids can wait until Christmas. I told her that this Monday, when I finally get a day off, it's Christmas whether she likes it or not. She could either choose to be a part of it or she could choose what she thinks is best for her, but I would love her support. Well, when I came back from work, she was gone and so were her clothes. As for my grandfather and I, we have already started watching Christmas movies when I came back from work if he isn't in bed yet. I can't even begin to explain how much he loves it. I'll get a silly matching pajamas and try to get some of his favorite things, wrap them up and put them under the tree. I will also make us a nice Christmas lunch and hopefully light up the fireplace if it's not too hot, which is so unlikely. Maybe I am going crazy, but I just want to do this for us, even if it seems stupid. Merry Christmas. And that was posted in July 10th, 2022. And I have to admit, this one stirred up some very, very familiar feelings for me. And sometimes I hate talking about it because I'm not trying to overthrow OP's story, but I'm just trying to say the way that I relate to it in some ways. And as you know, my father who went through mesothelioma and had a year diagnosis pretty much, and me and my brothers would discuss things, how we can make things better for him. 
One of the things my father always said to me is he had his diagnosis and it was around in January, February 21 is that he loves summer. He loves sitting in the back garden, watching the birds, feeding the birds. And we'd always say, oh, I can't wait for summer. I can't wait to be out there, you know, just having a beer and chilling pretty much. And I know this is going to sound horrible knowing that that wasn't going to happen. But before that January, me and my brothers would discuss about, you know, maybe moving Christmas forward for him because he loved family get togethers as well. Family was everything for my dad. He never wanted us to argue, always wanted us to be together. And I would question anyone who tried to step between that and question what I was doing. All you're trying to do is show your grandfather love and support him and make him happy. And these moments are going to be memories that you will keep hold of forever so you absolutely go ahead with this you make christmas real special the way that you want to the way that you will remember it going forward set me off here because if i somehow could have brought summer towards my dad and him sitting in the garden and chilling and enjoying the birds and the things that happen in summer i absolutely would have but unfortunately i couldn't control time but i do have a lot of good memories with him at the same time but before we move on to the update c stark says i think you will cherish this memory forever even if it is not truly Christmas, you are making a loved one happy when he isn't doing well. You said he might not make it to the end of the year. If he doesn't, then this is his last Christmas. If he does, then you have even more fun with him. Enjoy all the time you have left with him. Belt Flower says, sounds like it was for the best. She's not worth the fuss if she can't see the value in pretending it's Christmas for a day to bring someone joy towards the end of their life. Hope you have the best Christmas in July. As Hayden replies that saying, I am completely on your side. I was raised by my grandmother for a big part of my life due to my mother being a doctor. I couldn't understand when I was young. She was always working and did not have time for her only son. But now I understand. My grandmother passed in my early 20s, but if I was in the same situation as you, I'd have the tree up quick smart. This sounds bad, but girlfriends come and go. Unless you are married and statistically, that usually ends also. Family and precious moments are for life. Something you can never get back and always look back on. Just my opinion. God bless big fella. Southern Ruby says, woman here, let that girl go. I can't conceive someone would be so heartless that a treasured family tradition in someone's last days is that bothersome to someone. In fact, you are letting him be a kid again and that has to be a beautiful feeling for both of you at end of life. I'm so sorry you have to deal with someone so self-centered and opinionated to even bring you down at this time. I'd be so supportive if this was my significant other's grandfather. Gosh, I'd give anything for another Christmas with my grandfather. Doesn't matter what month it was. Happy Tequila says, you sound like such a caring person. Your grandfather is lucky to have you. I know it can be hard, but let your girlfriend go. So she has shown her true colors and doesn't deserve you. She cannot realize how important this is for you and your grandfather and that his health may prevent him from seeing another real Christmas. She has no heart. She's making this about her. There are plenty of women out there who would have your back in this and help wrap presents and bake cookies. You have your priorities straight. Your hopefully ex-girlfriend cannot see past her own nose. And one more from Clara Frog who says you made the right choice. You have a big heart and your girlfriend doesn't have the same empathy you do. I'm sorry this happened, but this is a cloud with a big silver lining. You are now single and will be available when someone comes along who is kind and giving and wants to amplify the good things in life. It will be a much more rewarding relationship. So then OP did update the post on August 13th, 2022 and said, 
When I wrote my original post, I was going through a lot of emotions. I felt a bit insane for insisting on having a Christmas in the middle of the year just to make my grandfather happy. I was glad when a lot of people validated my feelings on the post. The encouragement uplifted my spirit. Sadly, my grandfather died from a sudden cardiac arrest a few days ago. I know that he did not have long to live, but I do not think that it would be so soon, in a manner that my heart was not prepared for. I've been trying to keep myself busy with everything, but last night in bed, I cracked and cried for the first time in a long time. The only thing that makes me feel a bit better is remembering how happy he was on Christmas morning. I will never forget the look on his face and overall demeanor. He had so much life in him. And to my surprise, he smiled mischievously, took off his wedding band and gifted it to me as a Christmas present. I do not remember ever seeing him take it off before in his whole entire life. It was a sobering moment, but it was also a memory that I will forever hold close to my heart. It meant the absolute world to me. We had such a great day. I did not want it to end. Now it's like my whole entire world came crashing down. I feel so alone. I do, however, appreciate that I was lucky enough to have him in my life. And then one more relevant comment from OP that said, Thank you. We spoke on text and said she needed space. It was probably for the best. And I told her about my grandfather, but she hasn't replied yet. And all I can ever say is, OP, if you ever hear this, I'm extremely sorry for your loss. But I'm also extremely happy that you got to spend that Christmas day with him and get those special memories that you talked about in the first post. And trying to relate to you once again, all I can say is take the time to grieve. I mean, you're going to get moments where it's going to come and go and remember happy memories and be in tears, sad memories, be in tears. I've been through a lot of it just recently and still going through it. You know, one song can set me off like that. Grieving is a very, very strange experience. And I had someone on our, our own subreddit just recently asking about the death of one of their loved ones and how they're struggling to cope at the moment. And my advice to them, and disclaimer, I'm no mental health expert. All I can do is talk from the experience that I've had, but everyone's going to be different. And that's what I always say to everyone. You all grieve in different ways. You all deal with it in different ways. And as long as you know you're not doing yourself any harm and it's healthy, then you grieve in the way that you need to. Let out those tears. Talk to people. Tell people about it, how you're feeling. And I always say to myself, and I'm not sure if it's helpful advice or not, I always think, how would my mum or dad want me to feel about it? And I know what they would say. And this is partly just the humour that we have between us. I think my mum, her quote was always, we'll meet in the wind. She would say something like, if I ever bloody catch you grieving me, I'll give you a clip round the ear. <laughs> but just try to remember the good times, my friend. But what do you guys make of this story? What advice would you give to OP? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And our next story comes from a throwaway account who says, am I the asshole for telling my sister-in-law to watch her mouth? My husband hosted a dinner party last night for his family. They tend to have a big one two or three times during the summer. It was my husband's turn. It was also my 17-year-old son, Luke, and I's first time meeting his extended family. We both come from pretty well-off families, but his is pretty snobby from what my husband told me. I was a bit nervous, but Luke was a mess. My husband and his stepsisters tried comforting him, but by the time everyone arrived, he would not leave my side. It was okay-ish. They were definitely snobby, but most of them were okay. Maybe slightly out of touch, but harmless. The real issue was dinner. Everyone was sitting at the table and my husband told us earlier that his family say grace before eating, so we were waiting for everyone to get situated. I then noticed Luke fidgeting and he was starting to sweat as well. I grabbed his hand to calm him down and he was shaking. I was extremely confused and concerned and the next thing I knew, he had taken a large bite of the mashed potato on his plate. Nobody cared or noticed except my sister-in-law who was sitting right in front of him. She gasped very dramatically and said, I can't believe he ate before Grace. How disrespectful. She then turned to my husband and said, Your wife is lovely, but I'm getting bad vibes from the boy. I was shocked and immediately told her to watch her mouth. Her husband sister-in-law's not mine, then told me to watch my son. By that point, my husband told him to shut the fuck up or leave, so they shut up. But it was pretty awkward and my sister-in-law was glaring at me the whole time. Before leaving, she told me that I ruined dinner and that she can see where my son gets his behavior from. She implied I was the asshole for telling her to watch her mouth and embarrassing her and being rude. My husband told me to ignore her, but his other sister and his mother as well are asking me to apologize and start disciplining my son. So, am I the asshole? It's pretty low stakes as I'm more concerned about my son's behavior. He's been acting extremely out of character, but I want some perspective. Now, this is a not the asshole to me, a pretty clear one. You know, you was hosting, this was in your house. He doesn't have to say grace. You didn't have to say grace. They can say grace if they want to. That's totally up to them. But I find it strange, really strange that they're trying to enforce this on your table in your house and then calling him disrespectful for not doing it in your house again, his house. And then they want you to discipline them for it. You know, it didn't sound like he was going to stop them from saying grace, but trying to enforce it on him and getting angry because he's eating his food. It sounds just bizarre to me. But parsimonious salads are not the asshole. Discipline your son for taking a bite of food before grace that his household normally doesn't even say? Ridiculous. Skin Immediate says not the asshole. She disrespected your son in his own home after you made the accommodations for their religious practices that you clearly do not follow yourselves. Entitlement and cruelty of so many Christians really knows no bounds. Sabrina says not the asshole, but also info. I'd have done the same thing. A guest in your own home telling your son, in his own home, that he's disrespectful in front of everybody isn't right at all. I'd understand if he said or did something rude if outrageous, but then it would be your job to say something discreetly with him. But for taking a bite of food before she saw it to be acceptable, just no. Out of curiosity, 
Why was your son so nervous that he wouldn't leave your side and sweating and shaking? And also, is saying grace a normal part of your dinner times? Because if you don't do this often, he clearly didn't understand. Either way, not the asshole. You didn't allow a virtual stranger to embarrass your boy. The same way I wouldn't. OP replies saying, glad to see I didn't overreact. And the thing is, I'm not sure myself. He's usually very carefree, but something triggers him out of nowhere and he turns into a different and extremely anxious person. We're taking him to a therapist soon though, so we're definitely getting to the bottom of it. And yeah, no, we never do grace. Never something my family did. And one more from QuickRice7157 who says, not the asshole. You don't have to say grace if you don't want to. I would have said more than watch your mouth. I probably would have told her to get out if she can't respect other people or their rules. Even though your rules aren't stated. I would however talk to your son and assure him he is fine and figure out what's wrong to cause him to have a panic slash anxiety attack. He may just be uncomfortable around people he doesn't know well and that is okay too. So then OP did update their post. So I didn't expect to get so much attention from my original post as I posted it at like 4am and it was really low stakes and something I posted out of pure curiosity. I was glad to see that I was not the asshole. To be honest, the only reason I was doubting myself is because my mother-in-law is probably the wisest person I know and was insistent that I was in the wrong. So the update. As a lot of you are aware, my focus was my son and I told my husband as much, which he respected. He said he would deal with his sister and he did. But my father-in-law had a pretty terrifying health scare and we were forced to meet. I didn't want to cause a scene considering the circumstances, but my sister-in-law apologized for saying the things she said but she also told me that she still believes my son was disrespectful. She then told me that she had noticed him sneakily eating stuff off the dinner table all night, so before the dinner, and thought that was something I should be aware of. I told her that she needed to apologize to my son and I don't care about what she finds disrespectful. She just walked off, so I don't know, there wasn't much improvement there. She's also back in the States now and we won't be seeing her for a while. As for my son, the thing she told me about my son sneakily eating stuff concerned me for a couple of reasons and basically after pairing that with extreme anxiety and similar behaviors with food we managed to book an earlier appointment with not a therapist like originally planned but our doctor we were then referred to a mental health professional and after some time he was diagnosed with ocd not going to go into detail about that but it's been pretty confusing and i'm just thankful we're able to see a healthcare professional so quickly we now have a therapy appointment specifically regarding his OCD in the next week and we're taking this all one step at a time. Also, despite my mother-in-law's previous beliefs about the incident, she has been extremely supportive and told me that she's been thinking it over and that she doesn't think I was in the wrong as I was just defending my child, who she believes did nothing wrong either. She apologized and now we're cool again. Anyway, thanks for all the comments and I really appreciated everyone's concern regarding my son. He's going to be okay and so is our relationship with my husband's family. Now, what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Before you go, if you fancy staying a little bit longer, we're going to cover a couple of wholesome experiences just to finish off the video. So someone asked, what's the most wholesome experience you've had with a stranger? Someone said, I was in the hospital knowing I'd be there for at least a week and possibly more. I was sick of hospital food, so I went downstairs to go across the street to the hospital subway. I was pretty far back in the hospital, sixth floor, backside of the building, labyrinth of staircases and hallways to get out the front door. 
The walk from there to Subway took almost 15 minutes, even though it was just across the street. I waited in line, got up to the counter to order and realized I'd left my wallet in my room. I ordinarily kept my wallet in my back pocket, but there was no need in the hospital since I was in my room most of the time. I was exhausted mentally by that point from the stay, told them I'd forgotten the wallet and turned to make the trek all the way there and back again. All of a sudden, a nurse behind me bought my food for me, saving me the trip and the money. I thanked him profusely. It was years ago, but I will never forget the act of kindness. Another user follows with their experience, which says, I was traveling from the south of England to the north of Scotland to start a new job the next morning. I'd taken a train up to London and was supposed to get on early morning flight from Heathrow. The bus to the airport, however, was canceled and I had to make my own way using a series of night buses. However, it was about 2.30 a.m. and my phone was dead and I had never used London's night buses before. I was young and a little scared, standing in the middle of Victoria trying to figure out the faded bus schedule when a woman came up to me and asked, Are you alright, love? I explained through tears that I thought I was going to miss my flight and didn't even have an Oyster card. She looked up my route on her phone, wrote down all the possible variations of buses and trains that I would need to take, including the times. She waited with me the entire time, like 20 minutes. And when the bus came up, she paid for my fare. No cash on London buses. I got out and looked to her and she shrugged and said, Oh, I'm not getting on the bus. You just looked like you needed someone. I think about her every once in a while and I'm incredibly grateful for her. And I gotta say, that story gave me a couple of tears. I'm not sure why. Just the absolute kindness to stand there and said at the very end, you just look like you needed someone. That's an absolutely beautiful thing to say and an absolute beautiful human wherever that person is right now. But what do you guys make of this? A couple of little cheeky ones just to finish off there. And I hope you did enjoy today's stories. If you did, please do me a solid and click that like button. It really helps out. Subscribe if you haven't yet. 95,000 subscribers so far. We're nearly at 100,000. <laughs> and hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care. Much love. Wake up. Brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows. Okay, I know that's a dead. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.